Hello and welcome to Kicking Tires. My name is Jimmy. And I'm Justin. And today is December 15th, which means we got some exciting automotive news today. We got some Shelby news. Audi has some information. Uh, GM shows off a new front end for their new electric truck. Toyota and Lexus literally gave us everything at once. We'll dive into that. And the Genesis G90 we talked a little bit about last week. Well, we have full details this week. So let's dive right into it. The Shelby news first. Shelby, as you know, is, of course, you know, they modify Ford vehicles and they decided why not make the GT500 better? So the standard GT500 that you can get at a Ford dealer, it's like 760 horsepower. You're like, that, that, that's sufficient, right? Shelby's like, no. It's not. So they're making this GT500KR, which stands for King of the Road, with more than 900 horsepower, thanks to a 3.8 liter supercharger bolting onto the GT500 chassis. This thing is nuts. And it looks quite good as well. Um, because from just the pictures that they're, they're showing us, it looks like a standard GT500, but with a more aggressive hood. Kind of has that need for speed vibe to me. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. kind of looks like that. But you get a carbon hood, carbon diffuser, uh, as well as the carbon splitter on the front. You get bigger carbon wheels. Everything. Yeah, just carbon everything. And all this will cost you a nice 128000 US dollars. Or if you have a GT500, or if you're one of the three that stole a GT500 recently, because uh, there was three stolen recently. Anyways, it's $55,000 to add on to your GT500 to make it a uh, king of the road. AR. So there's other, there's been other Shelby specialties in the past, like uh, the Super Snakes or uh, it was a King Cobra. I'm surprised we're at 900 horsepower because... I feel like we should be in the four digits by now with the Shelby. Sorry, you, know, you want this more is a power? Hot rod, I, like, okay, like Ford's already pushing 800, basically. Like they say 760. Yeah. Ford typically will will underrate the car just because they don't want to be sued that, you know, we're falsely advertising. Someone puts in like a bad tank of gas and, you know, it's not making, not making 760 and you're, you know, uh, you know, I, I expect more because 15 years ago, we were already seeing 800 horsepower GT500s uh, with really simple bolt-ons from, what is it? Uh, what's that bully? Uh, Mammoth kit, Mammoth supercharger um, that you could get. Kenny Bell, Kenny Bell. Um, they were already supercharging these. Uh, Hennessy's done a thousand horsepowers with their G mm-hmm. Shelby, and so to me, it's like uh, okay, nine hundred for 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 this kind of price because those superchargers like Kenny Bell kits are not expensive, uh, and a lot of dealerships will even put it on for you because there's there's like a few dealerships, especially in the states, that specialize in just modding Mustangs and they'll warranty their work too, which is insane. Uh, the GT500, I I like it as is, from the way Ford makes it with mm. the wide body. I think it's it's perfect the way it is. 
this is going to be one of those, okay, it's branded under Shelby. It's going to be one of these Barrett Jackson sweethearts that <laughs> it's going to be very low volume. There's, you know, 20 years down the road, it'll be like, this is the only one, blah, 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 in this spec made by Shelby. And Shelby, Shelby's dead already. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, <laughs> to put it bluntly, you know, the previous generation, I think the, the super stake that one was worth a lot because it was supposedly the last Shelby that Shelby ever touched or lay, even laid eyes on. But now Shelby is no longer, uh, you know, Shelby pretty, pretty of pretty his, historical significance, like pretty important name for Ford racing. Uh, I don't know if you watch <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. Who hasn't? Um, yeah, good, <laughs> fun movie. Fun watch. I watched it while driving illegally. Oh, Jesus. Let's go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, on my way up to Area 27, I'm like, well, let's watch a movie of people dying in sports cars as I head out <laughs> to track. <laughs> as that's exactly what you watch that doing. and uh, Rush. Like, <laughs> was it called Rush? <laughs> the James Hunt one? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, this is this is cool, but I don't think it's enough. Like, but the honestly, the guys that have Shelby's have so much money that it's like, oh, that's what's what's an extra fifty k on top of my car, fifty five k on top of fifty five normal yeah. Shelby. Yeah, if you can, if you even have a Shelby, that is, yeah. Well, it's it's super hard to get one, and if you want to buy one these days, they're about like eighty thousand US. So like, yeah. they're not cheap. So eighty thousand and then fifty on top, it's a it's a lot of money to get a GT five hundred KR. You know, nine hundred horsepower to me, like being rear wheel drive and being just the Mustang chassis. Like, I know it can handle it. It's a proven chassis. Um, but as someone that like I drove just like the regular GT, not on the track, but just on the street, it was wet and I I didn't have fun with it. I, yeah, it's too much torque and it, it just didn't uh, if it, it felt so squirrely because it's just so much power on wet roads and like if you want more you know to just the rear wheels i think it just needs better management overall not like traction management only but like just throttle management itself all of that needs to be reworked and retuned to give you you know more finesse. I think that might be the beauty of the superchargers <laughs> that you get more as you as you go up in the rev range mm. compared to just a naturally aspirated V8. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure there is some drivability tuned into this compared to just you buying a Shelby GT500 and slapping a huge blower on it or like a bigger blower on it. Like uh, if it is tuned by Shelby, I'm sure it's better than your average off-the-shelf kit. Well, he did, or not Shelby himself, but Shelby, the company, did put bigger wheels on it. They're 20 by 11s in the front, 20 by 11 and a half in the rear. Looks like there's Michelin Pilot Sports on it. Um, so, like, it, it looks like it's, you know, there's there's some tire work and wheel work there. Uh, there's also some suspension work. There's adjustable suspension in there along with the Magna ride that uh, you get standard with the GT500. So like overall, like it looks like it's a cool package, but I think you're right. It is going to be one of those things that, you know, at Barrett Jackson, it's going to be huge. 
is anyone really driving this on the street? Probably not so much. Only to cars and coffee. Yeah. Like, this is one of those cars and coffee flexes. I got yeah. the KR. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of flexes, there's nothing more flexed than this. So yeah. Ken Block, uh, as we know, is a guy that basically is, you know, driving God. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Richard Hammond. He proclaimed himself as the driving God on like series <laughs> four or five. Uh, but <laughs> Ken Block, uh, he basically did a bunch of Drifkana, Drifkana, Jimkana videos with Subaru in the past and with Ford. Uh, but he's moved away from them. He signed on a deal with Audi. And this is like their first kind of collaboration, you can call it. Mm-hmm. So it's the brand new Audi S1 e-tron Quattro Hunicorn. Oh, sorry, not Hunicorn. Hunatron. Hunatron. To kind of have a play on the, the name of his branding, which and is Hunigan. And the e-tron itself. Should it be Hoon E Tron? Hoon E Tron? <laughs> <laughs> it's so essentially it's the it's the old S1 Audi that we saw at like Pike's Peak and whatnot. Uh, but it's kind of revitalized as a brand new car that's full electric. Um, and it's been said at Hoonigan's uh YouTube channel, they're going to have a like a Jim Connor type video with this yeah. vehicle. So it's going to be really exciting and really cool to see. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I really enjoy those little videos. Like, sure. They, they mean nothing, um, you know, as a, as a car, like, you know, doing donuts and whatnot. It's, it's all style. There's no substance there. Right. But like, it's, it's a so cool to watch. Yeah, so the production I'm- value is insane. The, the San Francisco one and the LA ones blow me away, like just shutting down busy, like insanely busy cities yeah. and and pulling stunts like this. I don't know how there. Well, there actually is a, a whole documentary series on how they, they, they got that done. But uh, I want to mention something about this S1 e-tron, which is just like last week's news piece with the uh, TT heritage i don't know what you call it but yeah the heritage version heritage yeah, yeah. edition is audi keeps paying homage to the quattro the og quattro we know from the group b rally like at some point you've got to move on i feel like <laughs> um are we because has audi made a legitimate sports slash race car street car um homologation special or anything like that you know, I don't want to talk about Le Mans prototypes or any, anything like kind of unobtainium, but as far as like streetcar-based motorsports, I don't think Audi has done much uh, to really win the hearts of enthusiasts the last two decades. So they keep going back to this Group B rally car, which is awesome. Uh, you know, I love the arrow touches on this e-tron. I love the the ridiculous rear spoiler. It's even bigger than the than the Group B cars. The the front spoiler, like the the the, the homage is really cool, but I I feel like we need to call Audi out for just not having that really compelling sports car. 
that you know if you really want to capture the enthusiast it's not a one-off you know ken block video that's not gonna do it for me it's gotta be you know throughout the brand you gotta show me that you're you know bmw m where they have a lot of different levels of how hardcore their sports cars but they have you know real investment and real production intentions of making sports cars for the masses um or for mass production at least that audi just doesn't do like r8 is just r8 only exists because volkswagen bought lambo it's not had there been no lambo there wouldn't be an r8 audi would not have these intentions to make their own supercar and it's and for that reason the r8 is kind of like yeah you could have you didn't get a lambo like it's it's still not it's still not there um i think the rs products are decent but they're not again they have no track credibility <laughs> so i think for the last two decades yeah audi i think they need to step it up i think this is this will not hurt, obviously, but then you, you, you just see such a stark contrast between here's what Audi creative people want to do and then the Audi bean counters, what they really want to build, are so different, right? Like this is, this is a one-off marketing project, but your, your street cars that you actually make and the ones you actually sell are just, eh, like they're forgettable. Two, three years down the road, you launch oh and this is the new blah blah rs this is the new s model like okay whatever like it's it's a little bit nicer than a, the, the the base the base version but that's about it yeah i i kind of agree i mean there's no real audi product that pulls my heartstrings that says hey this is something that's really that special like if you step into an m3 and you drive an m3 it definitely feels special a C63 yeah. feels special because especially the older C63, the that V8 that was in there was stupendous. Uh even the new ones are pretty good. Like they're they're they have that crackle, they have that, you know, that sound to it. It just feels like an overall, like a really good experience. Yeah. Not saying like an RS3 or RS7 People isn't People are very fast. excited about the RS6, but after driving it, I'm like, this car is kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> but i I've think that's the chance to and that's yeah. what all audis are right like they're that's the thing right like it's they're boring cars but they're they're quick cars they're super understated quick boring vehicles yeah yeah no one's saying they're not capable it's just like yeah the brand is just not this it's not this exciting like i don't, I don't know what the point of this ken block partnership is because you don't really have the exciting lineup to back it up that is that I'm is the issue. I'm curious what this brings to Ken Block and his racing career as well. Um, yeah. because like he does rallies. Is he gonna just take like the A3 or A1? Because I know in other parts of the world, you like at Rally Cross, mm. there's the A1 that they take. Is that what he's gonna do for his rallies? Because he's been using the Fiesta and Focuses for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know where he's, you know, where he's going with that. 
So, yeah, I mean, just looking at the Ford lineup, right? Like Ford, they did do the Unicorn, which is based off the 60s Mustang. Like, mm-hmm. look, completely different underneath, of course. But uh, they have the Raptor to back it up. They have the RS product, the, the Focus to back it up. They have the ST products. And they just have a more exciting lineup that, like, they actually intend to build these cars um, that you just don't, you just don't get that sense from Volkswagen or Audi. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I hear you. But we'll see what, what Audi does with uh, with Kemp Block here and what the future entails. I'm excited a little bit to see... Well, I'm excited to see this film. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but Electricana I'm, is what they're dumbing it. That's Working a, title. That's but. a decent name. That's a decent name yeah. for it. Um, I don't know if you watch, but I think it was Travis Pastrana. He did one recently. Maybe not recently, maybe a year ago. Was it a year ago? I can't was remember. Was that a Subaru? Yeah, it was in a Subaru. Okay, yeah, I think I saw that one. That one wasn't bad, but I don't think it was as cool as like the, like the, I think the OG Jim yeah. Connor videos were amazing. And then it got kind of sucky in the middle, but the later one was sort of good as well. Like the LA yes. one. The, the high budget ones. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone wants to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Let's talk about GM. So GM, of course, huge company. Uh, they revealed this picture of the front end of their next electric truck. And it's the Sierra. So they're going with the Sierra uh, EV to compete, of course, with the F-150, the Rivian, the um, Cybertruck, and whoever else is making a truck these days. Uh, but they're showing off just the front end of it. It basically looks like a current Sierra, except yeah. it's just the LED. grill is blocked off. <laughs> the grill, yeah, the grill is blocked off. It kind of looks like it has illumination around the grill. It kind of looks be... like the Tundra too. It has a Tundra look, but yeah. some may say that Tundra stole that look from GM. You know, we'll, we'll we'll bring it up again when we talk about our next story. But I think <laughs> you'll see it as well with the new. Another thing that's in the news this week. Um, but yeah, that front end, just take a mental picture of the new Sierra Denali front end. Um, I, I I think there's a lot of promise here. I, I'm really excited about the new Hummer. Yeah, so GM's first electric SUV is going to be the, or electric truck, it's going to be the Hummer. And then they're going to the Hummer SUV, which is basically just that except in an SUV format and this is going to be the third one um, but they also said exclusively it will launch only in the Denali trim so there's I think there's a reason for this right most companies are going with these electric trucks are going with these high-end vehicles they're not going for the everyman work truck yeah I think that's a good call because if you're working with a truck, you want that towing capability. You want the long distance. They're probably not going to buy an electric truck because it doesn't have that, you know, the distance that you can cover um, as you can in a regular gasoline or diesel mm-hmm. truck, right? So, like, it makes sense to go with Denali. The only yeah. thing is it's going to be expensive because standard Sierra Denali's right now, they're like, 80 90k mm. this will has it has to be more than that it has to be more than the gasoline version so 
I'm just afraid that this will be looking at like 90k and then it's going to be like just a little too much to yeah. you know to really be competitive. Yeah, I think well I think the Rivian is aiming for around there about 90 to 100 as well. It is, yeah. Um and then this obviously GM's dealer network is in North America is quite compelling. Um and I think going with the high trim only is is the right move because they can give it it's we don't know what the interior is going to be like but here's the main issue with the previous gm truck that we always roast is that they have to base it on that twenty five thousand dollar two-wheel drive steel wheel model and then because of that a, a lot of that trickles upwards in a not so pleasant way um that when we're just going to start off with a Denali, it's going to be a lot nicer, I think. And, and knowing how GM's trend is with their interiors, uh, I think they've they've stepped it up a lot there. So yeah, it's got to be a luxury truck. They've got to have the margin to back up all the R&D uh, and engineering that goes behind really a mass market uh, full-size EV truck. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I just, I don't, the only thing that, like, that keeps, like, you know, coming back into my mind is because it's in a Denali trim, I think more people are going to go towards the F-150 because you can get into it's one. more approachable. Uh, exactly. You can get into one at a lower cost. Well, and Cybertruck is cheap. Cybertruck is. the other one to look out for. Well, it's cheap when it was launched. When it actually comes out, that'll be different. Because I mean, how much was a Tesla three when it launched, and how much is a Tesla three now? Still within eight grand, I think. Yeah. Oh, no more incentives. It, it was dirt cheap. It was dirt cheap before. Now it's yeah. now it's still reasonable. It's but, reasonable, uh, but it's definitely not dirt cheap. It wasn't like yeah. before. It was like, why are you buying a Camry when you can buy a Tesla Model Three? <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, mm, maybe yeah. I shouldn't buy them. Uh, you know, BMW 3 Series kind of thing. Yeah, because they, they aim to have that base model Cybertruck around where the Model 3 was, like 40k yeah. US. Yeah. Which, you know, let's say it's 45k US, like a 60k Canadian target. I think that's still going to be a lot cheaper than this, because that's 60k is not very loaded, the full-size truck. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty average pretty average trip my xlt stickered for about 60k and it's pretty bare bones uh yeah didn't yeah. you have like a 4.3 inch screen in yours yeah 4.3 <laughs> backup camera oh mine does have all the trailer and stuff trailer packs and stuff mm. but yeah it's it's fairly basic xlt is like the second from the lowest trim yeah um so, yeah i i'm I'm happy to see GM is finally doing something with the truck line. Um, the Hummer SUV EV thing, um, the Motor Trend considered it as truck of the year. It didn't win it. That was a Rivian. But they did consider it. It was a contender. Um, yeah. And I read the reviews on it. It's like they they did like the Hummer SUV itself or Hummer truck or Hummer EV, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, you know, it, 
you can't compete with the Rivian in terms of that because I think the Rivian is designed for like really high volume. Like I think it's gonna replace the truck for a lot of people. The the Hummer is still a toy. Hummer like, is a, a toy. crab walks. It's it's amazing, <laughs> but it's not going to be the one that's like mass mass adopted truck. Like I think the Rivian is the size of a Tacoma. It so is. that's what makes it so appealing is that it's a lot more approachable and then they'll have their, their R1S as well. Yeah, the actual um, SUV. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see kind of what else that comes, um, you know, in the lineup itself. But Toyota has released literally all of their cars in this one press event here. Yeah, 15 uh, different <laughs> concepts. Actually, well, some we've seen before. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's pretty insane that just... <laughs> they they want to roll 30 new models by 2030. Um, yeah. it, that's that's a lot of cars. So yeah. 30 brand new models, that's a lot of cars. 30 uh, brand between... new models, and they're starting now because like knowing how Toyota makes their cars, development doesn't happen in two or three years. It happens over like... Ten. decade <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so let's let's talk about these cars a little bit so there's a there's a lot of them um there's some that's quite interesting there's some that's kind of like eh you know don't care too much about uh but first of all there's the bz or bz lineup uh the bz for x or V? X. That's X. the one we've seen. Yeah, that's the Soltera. one that we've seen. That's the Subaru Solterra. Uh, but that's going to be, you know, the, the RAV4 kind of replacement. Uh, but there's going to be a smaller version of that. And then even smaller, like, they don't really coupe, have... a Coupe one. There's no real names for these cars just yet. So there's nothing that, you know, really they, they named anything. Uh, so they call it a crossover SU or crossover EV, a BZ small crossover, a BZ compact SUV. There's a sedan which is Camry size, which they call the BZ SDN or sedan. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they have the BZ 5X, which is a slightly bigger version of the BZ 4. So think Highlander in terms of that size. So like yeah. the, the BZ is the beyond zero, right? So it's the new kind of lineup that Toyota is making for all these electric cars. And seeing their entire line here, it's basically all SUVs except one, right? It makes sense as everyone's, you know, getting into an SUV. I'm kind of happy that they still have a sedan. But other than that, it's a compact SUV, slightly bigger coupe-esque SUV, and then... Mm-hmm the uh the RAV4 essentially in a Highlander. So yeah, like I hope they go with a different naming scheme. Toyota's <laughs> always had names, so suddenly we're going to like binary namings structure. I think it's a little bit weird, but uh I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about just these names. It's just even as you're reading them out, I'm I'm getting flustered. Uh, <laughs> So those are the that's the BZ lineup, but there's still other ones. So they have a micro box and a mid box, which is they're kind of box vans. Uh, mm. We can see them on the back with highlighter yellow colors. 
those are like going to be delivery trucks and whatnot. Probably won't see them here in North America. But we get to the interesting ones. The one that is called the Sports EV. No real name for it, but it's basically an MR2. It kind of looks like that mid-engine to... Cedar looks like a Lotus, car. like an Elise size car. Yeah, it looks Not great. the Emira uh, size, but actually looks smaller than that. Um, so that's pretty, pretty interesting. It doesn't look like any other Toyota sports car. Like it doesn't. They kind of got that that headlight scheme to going across the board, but it it's pretty unique. And that's the beauty of the MR2 is none of them look alike. Yeah. And so they can do whatever they want. It's just as long as you keep it MR2, you can do, you can, you know, the world is your oyster and you can just make whatever crazy sports car you want. This one appears to be very upmarket, though, I will say, mm-hmm. compared to the last one, the MRS, which is very budget. Uh, this one looks to be competing against like the Tesla Roadster type of car. Uh, which where is that? Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, in a while. Yeah, the, it's coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like Elon yeah. always says, it's coming. Don't worry about it. Um, then next to the MR2 looking thing, there's two more vehicles. One is the crossover EV, horrible name, and then the other one is the small SUV. Also, also horrible name. Those <laughs> ones I don't care about. Let's go to the last two, which was the yeah, ones. Yeah, these are the about. ones we care about. So the first one, it's the Crompact, Crompact, Compact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reading like three things at the same time. It's the Compact Cruiser EV. It's essentially kind of looks like a small FJ. It looks like a Scion XB mated with an FJ. The <laughs> second gen XB, the big one. The, with the boxy, the FJ. yeah, yeah, the boxy one with the bigger engine. So uh, made it with an FJ. There's there's live photos of this vehicle next to the next vehicle I was going to uh, that we're going to talk about, and it looks pretty small. Uh, this is basically the size of like a compact crossover, kind of like yeah, it looks like a Kona or like yeah, a, like a CX three or sorry CX thirty type size. It's it looks small, but in the world of you know small SUVs like the Jimny, like people love the Jimny. Justin really wants a Jimny. Yeah, I'll take this. <laughs> I think I this don't mind be, this. This would be great. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, with such a small vehicle, small footprint itself, how much batteries are they able gonna are they able to fit inside it? You know, well, what's that's the, the beauty is they they're investing so much into this technology. They're so committed, Toyota, uh, into this whole EV thing, um, and they're going to be the market leader. Like, you know, a lot of people think Tesla is the market leader. I think Toyota is is the one that's going to really influence a lot of the major manufacturers to, you know, we got to step it up. Uh, right. Tesla is is a boutique manufacturer. They're their volume is always going to be pretty low, uh, but Toyota's like we're ready to go full EV. Like, well, not ready right now, but we're aiming very soon to, you know, we're. Well, here's here's a downside to that is that we're 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 basically abandoning gasoline production. <laughs> like, we're not, and 
to to Toyota's credit, they've abandoned gasoline engine production 15 years ago, which is why we're using hand-me-down uh, technology. So Toyota saying they're they're investing 70 billion dollars into this project. Uh, that's going to include the hybrids and the plug-in hybrids, which is why these are still competitive vehicles. They're very competitive vehicles, actually. But gasoline engines, like, now nah, we'll just use last decades or the decades before technology, and we'll just, you know, revitalize it a little bit. But it, don't expect much, I think, in terms of that. Now, what I do want to bring attention to is this little boxy off-roader thing compact cruiser um it's got trd pro headlights what that tells me is not only you know that's the look but that is today's design language if not last year's design language which means this is is possibly production ready mm. uh to me because they're not going to design for five year down the road um design language if it's ready today so that c-shaped halo and those three projector square things that's already an existing design within the trd pro design language so that hints to me that this is this is one of the first ones we'll see uh it's a really weird one but i could see this uh especially in asia being being a pretty popular vehicle uh, I don't know if this will even make it over here. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, in North America, we don't like small cars. You know, small cars. Apparently. Yeah, for some reason, I I like them, but we, as as North America sales figures goes, small vehicles don't sell well. That's mm-hmm. why the IQ was abandoned here. That's why Scion as a brand was abandoned here. It just did it does not work. Uh, but this compact cruiser EV, you know what it reminds me of? Lego. Yeah. It has a full-on Lego vibe to me. Like, like, you know, like... Everything a, is a, tacked on. Yeah, like an unbranded, you know, Lego it's car. Really that you can jagged get. edges. Yeah. It just reminds me of Lego, and that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, but I'm going to move away from this because I want to talk about the the main vehicle, the one that most people are excited for, which is the pickup EV. Mm-hmm. So this, this, according to people that have seen this live, it's about the same size as a Tacoma, maybe a bit bigger, but definitely not mm-hmm. as big as a Tundra. It seems to have a shorter box than the extendo boxes that you can get on like the Tacomas. So like maybe a five footer, I'm thinking five and a half but this is this is toyota's answer to rivian and and all the other guys their own version of an electric truck Mm. so is it just a tacoma with electrical components underneath yeah and it's got that tundra look and again this is today's design language i think this one is gonna be real soon uh, it's got 10 year ago KO2s on it. So, <laughs> That's someone, how you know. some, yeah, they're using ancient tire technology, which just slightly judging people that still choose to buy KO2s brand new, uh, throwing a bit of shade there. But I think this one is also, yeah, in the very near future because it has 
It looks like a Tundra. It it's sized like a Tacoma. It I think the pickup truck idea is makes sense with EV. It's just there there's room on a body on frame vehicle that doesn't have to have a lot of interior volume, uh historically speaking. Uh and and you know, manufacturers like Rivian are gonna it's serious competition because Toyota, the bar is low as far as the mid-size pickup trucks to, to be the best seller in the market and to make no one even compares like no one takes anything else seriously except for Toyota's mid-size truck <laughs> and they, they, they put zero effort into it and it will sell yeah. and I think we will see very similar stuff with this EV because Toyota's you know hybrid technology is so proven uh and that's kind of always been the thing is people are so loyal to this brand and people only want this brand when it comes to a mid-size off-roady SUV or not SUV but truck and SUV when the new forerunner comes uh which is should be soon um soon so like yeah. in five more years and and knowing <laughs> Toyota it's it's not going to be even priced like a Rivian. So that, you know, everything has to happen so fast and time so right for everyone else because Toyota is like, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And to- you know the Toyota product is going to be well built. It's going gonna, it's gonna to last. It's going to have a huge dealer network. It's going to have a good parts network. Things that you just have to worry about with a Rivian or even a Tesla that you you can't get with uh, those smaller manufacturers. Like there's a reason why these these trucks have the resale value that they do. They've had it before this chip shortage already. Mm-hmm. And the chip shortage is only exas- exacerbated things. But Toyota they're they're such a leader and there's, there's no no one really compares to them in terms of how they uh, manufacture vehicles and how they sell vehicles. I'm curious though because Toyota's always been about quality and they haven't really stressed uh, performance that much ever, um, at least numbers wise. The numbers games, but EV the whole EV landscape is very numbers oriented people don't really care uh about the real world applications and stuff like reliability or build quality they buy evs based on the numbers they see how fast is zero to 60 how much range does it get how fast can i charge it these kind of things mm-hmm. toyota is not really a numbers company they've never been i don't think at any point in history will you see a toyota with more towing capacity or more uh, faster zero to 60 or, or better fuel economy than any of their competitors ever. And their par- their cars have usually not been the cheapest either. Uh, and that's kind of been, I don't know, what we know Toyota as a brand to be. So I think, I don't know if things are going to be really different with EVs or, or if the things are going to stay the same and they're just going to have slightly underperforming vehicles but uh, with the Toyota reliability and quality be behind behind that name, yeah, definitely something we you know to to kind of see. But like I I do agree with you. Most people that's buying EVs these days 
or even interested in looking EV. It's like, what's the range? That's the first thing that they always ask. Yeah. It's not like, how does it drive? Is interior nice? Like, how easy is it to park? Like, these are questions that people have asked like forever, but no one are, no one's asking that now. No one's asking, yeah. it's like, oh, how's the trunk space? Oh, can I, you know, at six foot five, can I fit in it comfortably? No, mm-hmm. it's how far can I go? Um, so yeah, absolutely super interesting. Uh, but if the BZ4X is something to go by, the range on Toyota products isn't going to be huge because the BZ4X, it's about 300 miles, I think it was. It's not going to be like a Tesla Model 3 long range, long range kind of competitor there. Um, and speaking of the BZ4X, Lexus has debuted the RZ. This is the RZ450E, which is basically the BZ4X or the Subaru Solterra in Lexus format. So we can see that it's going to be more luxurious, of course. Um, but one thing that did kind of catch my eye a little is the 450E mark that's on it. 450E generally stands for more of a performance variant within the Lexus lineup. Uh, we saw that with the RX 450. Uh, we see that currently with the NX 450. It's the highest performing vehicle that they have. So it's possible the RZ 450 would have actually upgraded motors than the Toyota and Subaru variant. And in my eyes, I think the Lexus looks a little bit better. It's definitely a lot classier because the fender on the BZ4 is, is, is a bit of a sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't want to say it's like necessarily ugly, uh, but it's it's a little bit tacky. And this Lexus is just so much classier compared to both the Subaru and the Toyota. And it has the classic Lexus lines. Uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. And Lexus is really the, the talk for this whole press release, right? Lexus is is kind of it's a more forward thinking brand, I guess, uh, and they want to make that that luxury EV brand that you know. I, it always it boggles my mind when when people talk. Oh, Tesla is the number one luxury. I'm like, which part of a Tesla is luxury? Like, I. I don't see very much that's better than your average Honda Accord or Camry. Like, and that goes across the range, like up to the $200,000 Teslas. I don't see real luxury there. Uh, We're not seeing like crazy Shiatsu seats or anything like that. Like you look at a Lexus LS and that is luxury. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, Lexus is like, you know what? We're going to take back the horns. And we're going to make Lexus the luxury EV brand. And uh, I, I think that's the right move. I think, I think the market needs to wake up about, about what, what they consider luxury? a luxury car. Um, yeah, currently the Lexus lineup is not half bad, but I think EV just makes it that much better because it's going to be quieter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that alone is, is huge. And it's also as far as like a a brand identity, then you're, you know, you're no longer driving an ancient brand because Lexus in a sense had pretty ancient product. The GX is a dinosaur. Uh, The LX recently updated is still a dinosaur. 
well, the Alex is not even out yet, and it's already a dinosaur. <laughs> and uh, I think, yeah, it it helps the Lexus brand. It I does think, to go in this direction. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, a styling trait that I actually really like back on this RZ is that D pillar. I don't know if you saw this in the press photos mm. or not, but that D pillar is one hundred percent RX right there. Yeah, it's and the door kink. Yeah, the door kink and the pillar and then to the taillight, it's 100% RX, and I love that. I do notice one thing I'm not a huge fan of, which is carried over from the current for CHR, is the belt line is very high up. Hmm. Uh, And especially for backseat occupants, I can see that being an issue. The door is huge. The door makes up like 70% of the height of this vehicle, mm-hmm. like up to the bottom of the window. Uh, that to me, I, I get it from a styling perspective. I just don't know how that will be for visibility. And I don't know how that will be for rear seat occupants, I, especially if they're smaller kids. I think it's going to be okay because the seating is actually a little bit higher because right. of the batteries underneath. So the door actually like, you say 70%, but like a good like 20, 30% of the bottom of that door, it's like just be all, all batteries. battery. And so then, when you're sitting higher. Then the already. roof is very low. <laughs> yeah. Then you get that yeah. problem. Yeah. So it's either the roof is too low or the, the, the shoulder is too high. Uh, but either way, it's a good looking car, but I don't know if this will, will hinder it a bit. In terms yeah. of visibility. I thought you were going to see that Lexus badge in the front. Looks weird. No. You like that? I think it looks okay. Right. I don't know why it's not the, the blue or like the... Oh, the... No, the, the blue is a hybrid the, one. The filled in... Uh, mm, rather like than actual... Em- yeah, rather than actual emblem. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm thinking it's because like the sensor is underneath the headlight because that's going to be a big plastic piece anyways. And the whole front end is flat. So you can put the sensor anywhere. You don't have to put it behind the uh, the badge anymore. Mm. Um, other than the RZ450E, Lexus, of course, also announced their own version of an electric sedan, which just looks like take a it. sedan. Like <laughs> it looks like an e-tron GT crossed with that Hyundai Hyundai EV that has that kind of sharp looking nose. Uh, the roofline is incredibly taken, though. The roofline looks really tall, though. Yes, it's like a it's a it's a Model Three cross taken. Yeah, yeah. So they have a sedan. Um, they also have the BZ Five X luxury version. It looks a lot better as a Lexus. It does look better as a Lexus, doesn't it? Yeah. So this it's is so muscular. Like this is their three-row SUV. They don't have a name for it. They just call it the electrified SUV. Yeah, check um, it out <laughs> if you're if you're listening to the audio version. This thing has road presence for days. Yeah, I think it. And it's classy. Me, it kind of reminds me of the new Infinity QX60 a bit. It does, and but it's like it's got that huge SUV feel, mm-hmm. but it's classy doing it, which is which is, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and then their last electric... Oh, this is not it. This is a box. <laughs> their last electric vehicle that they wanted to show off for Lexus is a sports car. 
the electrified sports. So, all right, tell me that this doesn't look like the concept FT1. Mm. Right? There's a little bit yeah. of the concept FT1. The lines are very FT1. The hood is very FT1. Right? Uh, so, what they've done essentially is like, hey, you know, when they when we wanted to create the FT1, we wanted to look this way. And then we couldn't because we didn't have enough money to make our own Supra. And we had to make these, you know, kind of fit over the Z4 hard lines. So now they're like, hey, why don't we just take the design concepts that we did and put it towards this new electric uh, Lexus sports car. So this is going to be like, not a LFA replacement, but they want it to be LFA type level. At that level, yeah. Yeah. And I love they've integrated the Lexus Swoop. They've integrated that D pillar thing that we talked about on that the mm-hmm. BZ4X. Right above that but, real arch. Like yeah. Yeah, it's it's got Lexus styling. It's this is this is a winner. Like the LC. Uh, I really like their big coops. Like I don't care how it performs, to be honest. But uh, it... <laughs> well, you speak of performance because they want to do zero to sixty in two seconds of this. So that's that's mm. blisteringly quick. And they also you know what do... it reminds me of TVR Cerbera Speed Twelve, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not Aston Martin. The hood is TVR. Like the car oh. is seventy percent hood. If if it's a TVR, it needs more like cuts and slashes into it. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but, the Cerbera Speed Twelve, the street version, did not have that. Crazy... Oh, the Speed Twelve, the Speed Twelve. Yeah, I was thinking Sagaris for some no, reason. No, no, Sagaris is too small. This is the 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 <laughs> really big one, the long one. Yeah. It it does have those proportions because the front wheel is all the way in front, which is kind of weird. Like, it's an electric sports car. Like, what are you hiding under there? It's all batteries. <laughs> like, in, do they do they For put the batteries? They have do they to have put the, the batteries in, in a front. V format uh, so that it, it looks like a V twelve or something, uh, a V ten? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they said it's going to have four hundred thirty five miles of range. Um, I mean, that's that's a lot of range. And they, they kind of have to, right? In order to get those big bursts of speed to do the zero to 60 yeah. in two seconds, they need a lot of batteries to, to power the electric motors that's on board. Yeah, because is... it's got a, it's They're going to run this at the Nurburgring. It's got to last more than two laps, like a lot or, of the other or cars. Or just one have. laps. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be more than a one lap one. <laughs> and it has to break, which uh, some fast electric cars can't do. Without their ABS freaking out. Yeah, or, you know, after a few repeated sessions, your brakes catch on fire. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. But that's the entire Toyota and Lexus lineup uh, in the next, well, I'm sure there's other vehicles that's going to be coming. But this is the the next 15, I think it was. Yeah, next 15 or so cars that Mm. they're bringing it out. It's, It's definitely good to see Toyota's new direction here. Um, there are, there's definitely a lot of cars that, you know, catch my eye as an enthusiast. I like the MR2 as a family man. Like I like that BZ5X as well as a Lexus variant of it. And I like the truck. Like it looks cool. So the truck is everything that we need because the Tacoma Mm -hmm. is so underwhelming. 
that an EV version is just perfect because yeah. it just fixes the one big thing. Well, multiple things, but the fuel economy <laughs> is not from the 90s. The power is not from the 90s. Towing capacity may not be from the 90s. Just everything about the Tacoma that makes it wrong. You, uh, yeah. You know what they're going to do? They're still going to give it horrible back seats. Or even a front seat that's horrible. You're still going to have your, your legs stretched all the way out. You're still going to have a hard time getting in and out because the overall shape is the same. Yeah, like looking at the shape, like yeah. if they are going to... They got to tuck this... batteries under that seat. So don't expect anything short of a pre-runner driving so, position. I see that the pickup bed and the body, there's a split. There's a huge split, which tells me it's not, you know, a conjoined body like a, you know, a Ridgeline Ridge or Rivian might be. This looks to me like a body on frame vehicle, which tells me that generally speaking, you're not going to have the leg room that you really want. Yeah. Well, yeah, they probably do that because they probably will do a long bed, long bed, shorter cab. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, super interesting to see uh, Toyota and Lexus' like, full lineup here. And Ooh. then the last thing I want to talk about, the G90. So we talked a little bit about this last week. Um, we said how the, the G90 has been like updated again and again. So it was introduced in 2017. It got updated in 2020. And this is the second update to 2022. So it's pretty often, a lot more than you, know, you should be doing which means the older G90s are going to go for a decent discount. And yeah. I don't like the current G90. So the power is going to be a three and a half liter twin turbo six. It's the same one that's in the G80 and as well as the GV80. Standard engine works fine. Really no complaints there. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have some sort of plug-in hybrid or electric version that's going to come in the future. But the things that are interesting here is there's going to be rear wheel steering, massaging seats, there's a fingerprint scanner to start the vehicle rather than using like a key. Uh, there's air suspension. There's an optional 23 speaker Bang & Olufsen audio system as well. And the best feature of them all, the easy close doors. Easy close doors is basically the same thing that Rolls Royce has on the back doors where you press a button and it closes the doors by itself. The G90 is going to have that. That's going to be pretty cool. And they also release interior photos. Nice. And, looking, and looking at the interior photos, they look great. So I'm the new S-Class. It's not that I hate it, but I don't find it classy. I find it like it's trying to be a little too technologically like advanced. This is... It just looks more usable. You know, people that's buying these large sedans are, well... They want some know. traditional feel. Yeah, they're, they're generally of an older audience. And, you know, when you give them knobs and switches, they're generally a little bit happier than if you give them a giant tablet in the center. Mm -hmm. Giant tablets look great, but functionally, generally speaking, they're not as good especially for, you know, this type of audience um, as traditional buttons do. They still can't get a steering wheel right, right though. Like I, I like this version of the two-spoke <laughs> wheel a little bit better. Like, this one's I better. Think it's, it looks a little bit classier. It, it definitely uh, looks better than the 
the one that's in the G80 and all the other that ones. That one looks a little bit Jetsons. <laughs> but it's still it's still super weird to me. Uh, but look at the back seats. You can get a long wheelbase version that's been announced as well with like full-on massaging seats in the back. You get like it's absolutely beautiful. It really is. Yeah. I love the headrest too. Like all these full size sedans, the headrest is so cool. Yeah, it's super uh, comfortable. But like I talked about previously, they ruined the rear end and I don't care about it at all. <laughs> like it's it's two different cars. The car looks like you know what they got inspiration from? They got inspiration from the Saab 900. Ooh, I like the <laughs> I like the 900. The 900 is is one of those definitive cars like it is so important in terms of of automotive history but the 900 also looks like it's going backwards all the time <laughs> and uh yeah this also oh like i see what you mean the slope itself to the deck and everything yeah it's the it's the rake of the rear window or pillar relative to the a pillar mm. that is what makes the car look backwards because the 900 has that cockpit like front windshield because it's basically vertical and then the back window is uh the back window is is very sloped and that's what gives it that reverse cab backwards hat look basically mm-hmm. it actually reminds me more more of the i mean all sobs kind of have that right the mm-hmm. nine five the latest nine five had that exact same thing where it slopes down yes. from from the back all the way to the taillights so i i get what you mean Maybe that's yeah. why I like it because I really like subs. Subs are cool. Uh, I but I just you know the nine hundred is is perfectly fine as is because it looks like a cohesive design. Like it's one guy. It's going backwards, but I like it because it one guy drew it. Like your one team drew it, but this has a different front end and a different back end. The front is all curvy and sleek. The back end is is more jagged and not so sleek. It's just trapezoids everywhere. And so it's like the B pillar is is two different cars. B yeah. pillar basically separates the, the yeah, front it's like the boundary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. I don't care what you say though. I still like it. Any case I don't care what you think because no one's gonna buy it. <laughs> That's also very true. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a G90 on the road? Or any Genesis product, for that matter. Uh, I see quite a few GV80s and GV70s, actually. I mean, compared to oh, anything no, <laughs> anything I, from anyone. I, I see more than I think I should, but definitely no more than... Um, I think even I see more Infinities, as garbage as they are, than... Than Genesis. and I'm not I'm not saying that Infinity makes a better car. Definitely they don't they definitely don't make a better car. But uh, I do see more people buying them. That's also true. I'm trying to see on Genesis website how many they sold like cars in general. Uh, yeah. oh let's see. Genesis doubles 2020 sales announces well, launch of pre-order. They doubled it, which means they yeah. sold four cars compared to two last year. Yeah. Well, uh, no, and they didn't have the GV80 last year. They had no SUVs. So before. Okay. So, so in Canada, oh, this is horrible. Um, for 2021, wait, this is this is not right. Uh oh, this is just March. This is March information. So March 3rd of 2021, 
Mm-hmm. Um, in the first two months, they sold 500, or no, they sold 365 cars in two months. Wow. Which yeah. is about the same as what Toyota sells for one product in one month. Or like one day. Like, <laughs> like a single dealership. Right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that extreme, but like... Yeah. No, yeah. they... They definitely aren't doing well in terms of the sales, but like it's it's baffling to me sometimes because they make really good products. Well, the sedan is dead. No, the and the GV80 and the GV70, both of those are amazing vehicles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the SUVs make sense, but they they launched as they launched as luxury sedans, which just yeah, which is so backwards. Like yeah, it. It's like they don't consider any market research and like, what do people want? Not this. Let's make it and spend all our money developing it. And then we'll base our SUV off of it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. they definitely got things a little backwards, but I'm I'm happy to see that they have, you know, just like the G90s design. (laughs) (laughs) The old one looked better. I don't know. Like, I, I think the outgoing model looks better. The the current model looks really good. I actually really like the current yeah. one. But the current one, what I didn't like was the interior because they didn't update it since 2017. It's, it's, yeah, like four or five years old. But yeah. But the yeah. old one, the 2017, was so bland, they took a lot of like the equity stuff and they just left it. It's like yeah, it's just boring, essentially. Any case, I think that's really it for this week. Any other things that you want to go through? I think that just about covers it. Do you want to talk about your video? I don't know. Oh, it was a Buick Envision, uh, twenty twenty one Buick Envision, which really nice car. I, the more I look at it, the more I like it. The it's such a good vehicle, and it's a damn shame that more more people aren't buying it here. In people North don't even consider it, just like the Genesis brand. People yeah. don't really well. Not I don't. I don't. I don't want to say people, but our demographic definitely doesn't consider it. And no. there's no reason you don't consider that next to I don't know, like a CX five even. Yeah. Uh, as no, much it's, as yeah. it's a, it's the same price as a CX five. That's the thing. It's yeah. the same price as CX five, but you it's get, so much nicer. Inside. You get a nicer interior, arguably a nicer interior. There's. Like there, there's but more it room zoom, inside as well. Zoom. They, they didn't. They didn't engineer the, uh, the CX5 the driving. That drives a lot better. I got. I got to admit, CX5 yeah. does drive better. It has more power, especially with that two and a half turbo. Yeah, but like, hey, who cares? Like, I rather I, have the nicer interior. A and lot the of, look is so good. I love the look of it. It's such a nice looking vehicle. Yeah, it's, like the one I got was the ST or Sports Touring. I, I could I could live without the sports touring package. I would get the Avenir, which is the top of the line, which isn't a lot more money than the ST package that I got. The Avenir, yeah. beautiful front rear. It's just a beautiful vehicle. It's only forty four. To start, you're gonna want to add some options onto it. Okay, tech tech package. Yeah, tech package. Wanna... but it's still under fifty. Yeah, it is fully loaded. It is. That is an incredible value. Don't buy a, I don't know, any Japanese car. Like, get this. Yeah, you're like, don't. <laughs> Everyone that's rushing to buy a RAV4, like a standard one, hybrid, I get it. 
everyone starts rushing and buy CRV. You know, don't look at those. Take a look yeah. at this. Like seriously, seriously consider. And they're they're competing against the luxury brands. Like this, yeah. to me is is better than anything Infinity puts out. I think it's as good as an RDX. I don't know. Uh, RDX, I, I, it's hard to say. The RDX is pretty nice, but the infotainment throws me way off. This is much easier to use inside. Yeah, because it's just an evolvement of that older GM system that yeah. my Camaro had, just, which was not bad. And there's wireless uh, CarPlay in it. Like it just yeah. it fully works. Um, I would consider this over the QX50, the Infinity QX50. A lot of people love that thing, and I don't. I, I like the engine is the two-liter multi-compression engine. Mm-hmm. VC. I I think it's just going to be a point of failure. You know, it's yeah. so complicated, right? Like, there's no need for it. It doesn't make any more power power than other two-liter herbals, and it's not any more efficient than any other yeah. two-liter herbals. And then you, no... you got to compare this also to the Q3 or the X1. And I'm like, oh, damn, this thing is nice. Like... Yeah, if you compare this to any of the German rivals, it's the size of the X3 because I actually had yeah. this right after I had the X3. And it's the same size, except this is 50 and the X3 was 80. Yeah, 50K full load. Because uh, I, I, I remember you mentioned the Avenir and I was like, Okay, that's the one I recognize, but and then I looked at your video, which is on not the the top of the line model, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it still looks pretty good. It's, it's still, still a handsome great. car. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just I I am pretty impressed by this. I think I think people are sleeping on it. That's why I wanted to bring it up because mm-hmm. I saw the review and I'm like, why have I never even looked at this car? Why do I never see them? on the road yeah uh, it's, i think it's it's a beautiful product and that's the thing is that i don't like any of chevy's products <laughs> like like i kind of think the trailblazer has some charm to it but overall gm as a uh, or not gm but chevy the chevy vehicles to me are pretty underwhelming but this is like ooh. so this actually doesn't share any platform with the chevys um mm. the only one that shares a platform with this is the xt5 or four, uh, sorry, XT4 from Cadillac. Um, right. And I don't think the XT4 looks as good as this. This is going to age well, too. That's the beauty of it. It yeah. looks good and it will age well. Uh, so, yeah, let's give it its moment in the spotlight just for a little <laughs> bit. And uh, yeah, no, I hopefully someone will listen to this part of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you don't have to like if you don't add options like the base is 36 and you get a lot of stuff with it already mm. you get a lot it's a 10.2 inch infotainment system most vehicles in like that price range gets you like a seven inch like 35 grand if you go to toyota for 35 grand with wireless carplay yeah like you're not you're getting, getting a really crappy rav4 you're, like you, exactly no power trunk uh well, no, 35, you can get a power trunk, but cloth seats, uh, really ugly headlights, <laughs> those weird, weird uh, uh, reflector headlights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and same with the CRV, and the CRV is old too. Exactly. And none of them have this much power either. <laughs> yeah. 
this yeah. is a is a two liter turbo and it's good power and it's not a cvt it's a good old eight nine speed i can't remember now it's mm-hmm. a good old standard you know whatever eight or nine speed transmission and it shifts smooth it just works well like it it is such a good product and it it absolutely sucks that no one's buying it and because no one's buying it no one's searching for it the the video is not doing as well as other videos Ooh. as well like no one's really looking for a vehicle like yeah this. well and that's the thing that's that's the problem with journalism is that or automotive journalism specifically is that this car is not going to make headlines right like it there's nothing there's no one thing that exciting about it aside from but it's just like a really good value it's a good design it's a good dealer network as i mentioned before one of the nice things when i the camaro the extended warranty on that thing was so cheap and just the maintenance cost itself was cheap too because i remember one of the funniest conversations i had because coming from like a more euro background or even japanese cars uh the 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 finance guy was trying to scare me like oh you know the ac compressor in this thing is like six hundred dollars i'm like only <laughs> like like you need to get a warranty to, to protect yourself like in case you know if anything happens outside of warranty you want to uh this is transferable and everything and like there's going through there's like a diagram with like how much parts cost on these cars and gm parts are so cheap and so widely distributed ac delco isn't everywhere uh that's one of the unspoken benefits of buying a gm product in north america mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately like it's just one of those that no one looks at i mean even I the... know. is jimmy mac reviews doing a car of the year <laughs> <laughs> gonna gotta give it to the envision we got uh, yeah we gotta talk more buick and yeah get more people on buicks yeah and because people are okay so here's the thing if people are excited about genesis even though no one's buying it same same thing right no one's buying it but people are actually excited about it people do recognize that brand exists yeah uh and i think people may want to buy it but this buick is just it's it's one of the most slept on brands i think it it is yeah you're not wrong and i actually always liked the uh, Enclave, so the mm-hmm. big one. Uh, for 2022, they have an updated front end. It is so nice. It's absolutely beautiful. I've seen it in person in a white color. I think they have like a pearl white, and it's it is really nice. I I have I don't know anything about the car, frankly, but just styling wise, Buick is killing it. Uh, like, tell me this does not look good. Like yeah, that looks like a hundred thousand dollars. Look at that headlight. Look at the grill. Like what they really need to do is like get rid of Chevy. (laughs) (laughs) So I one of the biggest issues is like their marketing right now. It's like, oh, I can't believe that's a Buick. Like they're kind of addressing their problem, right? No one really knows about them. But I think they're kind of they're they're going at it at a wrong angle as well. They're getting all these like influencers and whatnot to like mm. kind of model these cars like oh that's my buick and it's super fake it's the same thing yeah. with like just chevy commercials 
you know, where they have like the truck bed saying, oh, <laughs> aluminum honest. beds or like you can put holes in them. <laughs> it's a super fake and you can tell and it's not selling the vehicle as well. What they need to do is like they just need to get these cars to actual people to drive, not not journalists, not influence like influencers, because like they all they do is like, oh, this is my Buick. It's amazing. And then two days later, oh, this is my Audi and it's amazing. Like it doesn't have any pay them to say any. There's no genuine quality to that type of review. What you need is you need small YouTubers like Jimmy Mac Media, you know, (laughs) sub 2000 subscribers on YouTube at the moment. And he's talking this this much information about Buick and saying how good it is. That's something that is worthwhile. Because the big brands, I know for a fact that car and driver gets paid by like dealers. Because if you go to car and driver and then you're like, oh, I want to take a look at EVs. It's not EV on there. It's a Volvo XC40. It's a picture of the Volvo. Like, why do you think that's there? Because they're getting paid. That's yeah, and why. Then, and then I look at the Chevy lineup, and it's just, it sucks. Like, the crossovers they have all suck to me. The track sucks. The Trailblazer <laughs> sucks. The Equinox sucks. The Blazer sucks. The Traverse is whoa, whoa, whoa! The Blazer, okay. the Blazer is a Camaro the, SUV. The Camaro okay? SUV, it's <laughs> forty grand and like has a has an interior of like a, a Camaro thousand dollar, and none of the performance to back it up. It has a very potent three point six liter V six. It has three hundred horsepower. It okay? has a lot of grip. Like, <laughs> to 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 breathe in all of that. <laughs> the, all 280 horsepower or whatever. The the Blazer would have been better if they did what Ford did with the Bronco. We give like, you no no sh- <laughs> like they I don't know why they didn't though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the That's Blazer the, the Blazer, even before that Bronco like like the K10, there's a K10 Blazer, K5 Blazer, K5, K5 Blazer. Blazer. Yeah. You know, those are like the crazy off-road monster truck looking things. But even after that, we had like the Jimmy Blazers. The not not the one that you own, but like the the the, Sonoma <laughs> the one that's called S10. Jimmy. Yes. yes, I get you. The, the GMC Jimmy Blazer. And those ones are still kind of fun. Like they're still, still kind of fun and cool. It doesn't have to. Have, it is a terrible interior, but at least it had charm. This one is like, it looks kind of aggressive on the outside, but it's like no substance to it. No, no excitement to the actual powertrain or interior that really lives up to what the exterior aggression is trying to portray. And it's not even cheap. No, it's not. But that's what's listed. I mean, right now it's very different. I actually had the Blazer two years ago. And I was at a local dealership asking, you know, how much is it out the door? They were very, very, very happy to give me like a, I think it was like a five or $6,000 discount. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, I'm sure you're not going to get that now. But even at a five or $6,000 discount, do you want a Blazer? Or would you want something... I'll take the the Buick. Like I'm walking <laughs> in the same showroom. I will I will take the Buick. Like, uh, absolutely. 
yeah. the the envision is really nice i super surprised by it like a lot of people it's like oh it's made in china it's garbage your phone's made in china your computer's made in china like arguably the chinese well tesla is the case in point the chinese made teslas are known for being better quality than the u.s <laughs> made ones so, because guess what you have now nah, let's not get into politics but uh working <laughs> conditions are very different in china uh let's just put it nicely that that's, that's, that, that's all i'm gonna say uh and that tends to reflect in the quality of the products yeah but i think that's really it for this week anything else you want to go over no we're, we're running low on time. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Well, thank you everyone for listening in this week. Uh, and we'll catch you next week for some more automotive news. Take care, See everyone. See you next week.